Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. And don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. But of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget, too, you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we get to talk to a good friend of mine, Allison Newey. She's a friend, but she's also a women's health advocate. And she's got a great story. She's the founder of Whole Story Health, and she's also the host of the Landing Spot podcast. And I love her tagline, your story is just the beginning. And so welcome, Allison. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, it's a new year. People are always thinking about how can they change or finally, uh, you know, create the life they say they've always wanted. And sometimes I don't know necessarily people know what that even looks like for them when they're maybe living in a life that doesn't bring them much joy or excitement. And so it's always good to hear those stories of folks who just took their life in a different direction when they got good and ready to do it. And I feel like you and I both line up very well with that. So first, welcome. And then second, you know, give us a little bit of background into Allison. I mean, I know you share your story a lot and it's one of resilience and refocus. But um, if someone said, what's your story, Allison? How do you kind of respond with that? Hmm. A million dollar question, yeah, right? Yeah, to summarize that, because I feel like my life is chopped up into different segments. But Aren't they all? We all live, what, three or four lives by the time we're 40? Yes, yes. Um, so I guess just the beauty of figuring out who I am and who God has called me to be has been such a fun journey. And I just turned 40, but I tell people my 30s were so much fun because I finally started to figure out what makes Allison tick? Like, what do I love to do? What am I passionate about? Um, because prior to my 30s, I was passionate about the bar scene, and I was great at it. But um, eventually that time needs to expire so that I could be a productive member of society. And so my 30s were all about that, and it has just been such a joy. You know, I feel like, though, when you talk about sowing your wild oats or having those seasons of your life, I feel like those that get wrapped up in that scene usually are the ones that are searching for some form of meaning or they've got like a lot of aspirations. They don't know where to put it because I would completely um, relate to you in that. Not um, not so much. Well, yeah, I guess through my 20s until I had my first daughter or until we got married. But I mean, when my husband, we joke all the time who we are now versus who we were when we met at Southern Miss and, you know, 2021 are two totally completely Mm -hmm. uh, different Mm -hmm. individuals. So for one, to parents, if you've got kids who are sort of sowing their oats and finding their way, 
most make it out, you know, so just hang on. Um, but I'd still go back and think that some of it's just your wild ambition and, and grabbing life by the, you know, by the tails. But the other of it, I think those of us who choose to release the stress or the anxiety and sort of looking for fun in all the wrong places, it's because we are searching for something mm-hmm. and we just don't know what that sort of is yet. So I feel like there's a turning point for everybody as they mature out of that scene. For me, it was getting married. We actually moved out of Hattiesburg, which was a great, not nothing wrong with um, with the Pine Belt, love, love Hattiesburg. But I mean, it was my college town. So changing scenery, changing that uh, was a great transition for my husband and I. Um, and, and then, you know, getting your first real job. But what was it for you, Allison? Because you were a little older, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it for you that sort of opened the door to maybe a different way of life? I, the only explanation is God. Um, you know, I was running around with a pretty rough crowd. You know, I had my high school friends that I would visit and, and hang out with sometimes. But for the most part, I had been in the restaurant industry for a long time. And that can be a rough one. It, it, it was for me. You know, I chose the nightlife for a very long time. And when I was 28, um, January 3rd, actually, 2011, um, I just got a tap on the shoulder from the Lord. And he said, you know what? We got other things to do. So I went from heavy drugs and alcohol for, you know, about 10 years to, uh, okay, well, what what does life look like on the other side of this? And I was terrified. Um, but... It didn't take long before I started finding some things that I was really passionate about. And, you know, God just kind of lit my path up as I needed him to rather than overwhelming me all at once. So it's just been a huge growth opportunity. Um, and now I work with women specifically mm-hmm. who are going um, through some some hormone and metabolic dysfunction to women of all ages. And uh, it, it's I can see where some of that dysfunction um, in our body biologically leads us to more addictive patterns and maladaptive coping skills. And so tying all that in together has been quite eye-opening, too. Which, I guess, led you to founding your business, Whole Story Health. I love that as a dietitian. I, you know, as a dietitian for almost two, 15 years now, I think. And when math is hard once you start getting to that certain <laughs> age, uh, Allison. But um, you, you start to realize it's not just one thing, right? Like, yes, I am, I'm an expert when it comes to nutrition and your health. But, but you can eat perfectly. Trust me, I did for many years and still be completely unhealthy, mm-hmm. right? And so I think what I, I like, at least in the wellness sphere right now, or more people are starting to wake up to is this idea that health has many dimensions mm-hmm. and it's not just that you choose broccoli over french fries or you know whatever it may be that it encompasses more than just you know these bullet point wellness um rules to sort of sort of stick to when you were when you were making your transition cuz that that definitely lines up like you were trying to get healthier uh, probably spiritually mentally physically all the things when was the health of your body, your actual physical body, like a connection for you in terms of your next step, like getting getting from where you were and sort of the lifestyle you had, you realized you had to repair or care for your body. When did that like connection happen? Um, pretty quickly. So I had a lot of um, time to feel. And so I knew I wanted to go back to school. That was something that I had never completed. I actually joke that it took me 
um, the longest time to get my associate's degree. I, it took about 10 years to get my associate's degree. <laughs> That's okay, I would, you got it, girl. Yes, I would start and stop, start and stop. But anyway, I knew I wanted to finish that and then continue on in my education process. And also, at the same time, um, developed a passion for running. And I have a little bit of genetic background. I love to tell that my mom was the the first woman in the state of Mississippi to get a track scholarship. Awesome. Um, yes. Where did so she, she go? She ran for MC. Good deal. And go mom. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. And so I I I don't know. I just kind of jumped on that wagon and and fell in love with running and and then. Um, started counting calories and, you know, was over-exercising, under-eating, but it got me where I thought I wanted to be. Uh, and it's really been a journey learning how um, health is not all about what size, you know, jeans we wear. Amen. And it has, it has been a journey though, because I was fortunate enough to be able to, at the age of 29 and 30 run cross country with Bellhaven University. And so I was the smallest I had ever been and was surrounded by collegiate cross country runners. So in my mind, I was never small enough. And it took me a long time to disassociate my overall health and well-being from my size. Well, and that's part of the journey, too. And I think, you know, when you listen to stories like yours, Allison, and I've been open about mine over the years, too, it's just that sometimes it's and, and you know, God, li- you you said God lit your path as you needed it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the thing that gets you out of the worst place is just the stepping stone. So then you can keep being refined to the next step and sort of that next step and sort of that next step. My story is very similar um, after we got married and. Right before we moved, I got into running as well, but not cross country, more of marathon running and training for long distances. And it was the first time I chose a healthier alternative because I had to get in my long runs early in the morning. We partied less on Friday and Saturday nights. Like Mm -hmm. I valued the run or that sort of goal or whatever more Mm -hmm. than I valued, you know, how we were uh, spending our time. And again, you know, we were. 22, 23 young and newlyweds and it, I mean, no children. I mean, so it wasn't necessarily that our, our lifestyle was just completely absurd, but it, I just realized it wasn't providing me with the, you know, with the end result. There was just more to life, I think is what I was learning. So running was that for me, you know, sort of as well. It was sort of that gateway to, Hey, there are, you can, you can, you're, set a goal that's mentally and physically tough and then you can accomplish it um but then when you recognize hey maybe this there's more refining for me to do or a next level for me to do uh then you know the lord gives you the opportunities to sort of do that as well i feel like we're very kindred in sort of that uh respect for sure allison um and i know the next part of your story too goes into the rest of your health and wellness and how you brought in your nutrition and you're helping other women which we want to get to and we'll get to that and more Coming up next here on Good Things.
welcome back to Good Things. You are listening live, or you can listen live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're continuing our conversation with my friend Allison Newey. She's the founder of Whole Story Health. She's also the host of the Landing Spot podcast. And she's a women's health advocate uh, like I am. And so I totally appreciate that. You know, you mentioned something, Allison, saying that you were surrounded by the cross-country girls there at Bellhaven. And you thought that that was the epitome of health. I just had a conversation the other day. I was going to bat with uh, a group of peers who were trying to get some messaging for youth. And they were going, they were choosing athletes for their influencers. And I was fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And then it got to realizing that they were using athletes, collegiate athletes, and then those that have made it professionally here in Mississippi to influence just the general youth. And I thought, well, and I said, but athletes aren't the only representation of what good health looks like for the general population. If you're an aspiring athlete, yes, look up to those that are at the next level. But if you're in band or if you're in theater or if you're in the book club or if you're in the science robotics class like you know like health your your level of health shouldn't necessarily be that of the star quarterback or the one who's running cross country or whatever it may be you know and so it kind of blew them for a loop as to rethink who else could influence us and you know i i feel like we need to broaden our idea of what good health looks like for it to be able to trickle down and influence everybody. I so appreciate that you're having that conversation. Um, We as females are not taught anything about our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, We are given a very broad overview of what health should look like. And I don't think it's discussed near enough in our education process growing up, but If the only representation that we have are these shredded female athletes who have earned it through hard work and discipline. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But But, here's the deal. uh, And my chiropractor and I have had this conversation. If you have a lifestyle that supports training multiple hours a day, um, you're putting other things on hold like family. And that is your main goal. And you are hormonally and metabolically healthy. Wonderful. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes. But we have multiple um, phases of our hormone cycles as women that last days and weeks at a time that will absolutely influence our body's response to nutrition and exercise and need for rest. And we're not made aware of that. We're given this one figure or body type to look at as a picture of health without any information about what does health look like. for a woman we're given permission not to have to aspire to that to be healthy yes right like you can there can be different definitions the definition of healthy or fit can be fluid to like what's your purpose and 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 phase of life right yeah. like because you know if your body is paying your mortgage because you're a professional athlete you are going to pay more attention to it and its physical capabilities than if you are a teacher or a professor or a nurse or stay at home mom and it's not that you neglect your body it's just you don't need the ferrari to get the job yeah. done right and so um yeah, yeah i think we definitely need a broader idea of what being in good health looks like. And for a woman, 
the number one marker for a woman in childbearing ages of health is our ability to ovulate. So without getting too deep on public radio, um, <laughs> you know, we want to... Uh, we live in a society where if it hurts, we put a Band-Aid on it. So if if a teenage girl is having any abnormalities with her hormonal cycle, then we are throwing birth control at her, which stops her ability to ovulate, which will result in a, um onset of, of health adversities. And so... Uh, you know, for whatever reason that you decide that that is a good option for you, at least be educated on what this does to your body. And I really need for young girls, moms of young girls, women to understand that it is very important. Our bodies were designed to have babies. And that's a wonderful thing. Whether you want babies or not, though, we can't deny our body this process. And if we do deny our body the process that it needs to go through, then we will suffer. There will be some repercussions of that. And so, um, the first thing that comes to mind if you've got a young woman or you yourself are living a lifestyle that keeps you from having your, your cycle. Obviously you're not over the, you're not on a post, a postmenopausal. That's completely different. Um, bone health. Like your bones are just slowly draining themselves of the calcium and everything else deposits. And so you can't see that, um, what that's going to look like in 10 to 15 years. But if you have a young woman in 16, 18, 21, 22, those real, those real young ages who is skipping their cycle or having whatever it may be, you can almost bank that her bones are also going to be that of now a 40, 50, mm-hmm. or 60 year olds in her 20 or late 20s or sort of 30s. And you can't get that back. You can reinstate a cycle, but you can't fix the bone health. Um, you can mitigate it. You can stop it. You can slow it. You can patch it. But once it's deteriorated due to lack of nutrients in those cycles and hormones, it's hard to then you know, build that strength back up. Um, you'll never get it back to what it could have been. We don't talk about that nearly enough in terms yeah. of the dangers. And, you know, you don't even have to be a um, professional athlete for that. You can be a young woman who is just stuck on the the diet wheel of uh, low-calorie intake, um, over-exercising, as you were mentioning, Allison, because I also think we do a disservice by saying, oh, you, you must be shredded and whatever to even – you know, have some of these um, negative consequences. Nope, you can still be unfit, but just because you're going through the unhealthy cycle of the diet and exercise loop and the low calories and a low low nourishment, uh, you can be you. You don't even have the abs, and you're still suffering. Yeah, I mean, which sucks. But I mean, and so this is the type of conversation that I think needs to be uh, more openly talked about, so we can be more in tune with what our young girls are involved in how their bodies are, and then not be afraid to talk about it. Yeah, well, and and there are so many things that are causing disruptions in, in uh, these young girls' cycles. Staying up too late, not getting enough sleep, not getting enough sunlight. Sunlight is huge, you know. We live in a society where we go from one artificial light source to the next. So our eyes are never getting proper exposure to sun, which sends all these signals um, for proper daily, you know, hormone releases to give you the adrenaline and um cortisol that you need to be functioning well throughout the day and to set that timer for proper melatonin at night and we're skipping all of this so if our 24-hour circadian rhythm gets thrown off think about what that's going to do to your overall monthly cycle as a woman um you know too much 
uh, processed foods can throw off the cycle. There are so many things. So you can be really overweight or underweight and it can affect your cycle. Right. Yeah. And I think, again, these conversations about other markers for health to me is so important because I wish in 2023 we'd all take the scale and chunk it out the window and just you know, not use that as a, a marker of, of, of health really ever again. Right. I mean, it, it, because there's so many of these other things that go unnoticed when you're only factoring in on that one thing. But you've kind of fa- um, focused in on this sort of hormonal health, um, Allison. What kind of l- led you to that? Like what, where did you see the gap for women's education with their hormones? Um, so when I finished my master's, I came back to the greater Jackson area. And just really fell in love with holistic health and um, taking a look outside of the traditional Western medicine box and seeing what a disadvantage that relying on pharmaceutical interventions for health has put us at. And so as I started to dive into the the research in this whole world of holistic and functional medicine, there's no denying the influence of hormones. You know, and when when people hear hormone, they think primarily reproductive hormones. Oh, women just have hormones. Well, guys, you have them too. You know, hormones are just chemical messengers. They tell one part of the body what to do in another part. And so um, there's a massive influence of hormones on health. Um, You can't segment them. They are, you know, our entire body um, is a part of the picture. So when we're looking at health, we can't just look at the heart. We can't just look at the brain or the gut. They are all interconnected. And so, um, and then as a woman with PCOS myself, um, that's polycystic ovarian syndrome, I've experienced um, the effects of hormone dysfunction and the role that that played in my health journey and noticed that that a lot of women are suffering from this. And so there's just a huge need. And the Lord said, let's start filling in that gap. And I think it's a perfect gap, too, in terms of just education or giving. And, and for a lot of women, it's okay, I'm not crazy. Because um, sadly, our healthcare system is set up where, and doctors have the best intentions, but sometimes they don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And so it takes time to really dive in, understand your symptoms, understand your body, knowing that you can advocate and keep pushing for answers if you don't feel like you know, the baseline is, is sort of meeting your needs because there are all these other options to what's, you know, holding you back or making you feel fatigued. And if you are feeling crazy on your health journey, I would say, you know, that you're, you're, um, you're not alone in sort of that. All right. We got more with Allison coming up next. to good things don't forget you can watch us we are streaming live on your computer or your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com and if you're a dude listening to good things today don't worry i mean i feel like this is for you too i know we're kind of talking about women's health um but so many of the women in your life are thinking about this as we're moving into a new year and they're thinking about their goals 
I wanted to bring Allison Newey in, again, she's the founder of Whole Story Health, to generate a different conversation. I don't want us to repeat the same mistakes of getting healthier each year and then spinning our wheels. I want us to pause, take big, deep breaths, and then maybe think about ourselves in a whole sense and not just in these segmented areas of where we want to improve. So talking about hormones and sort of food and all of that, what were some of the other um, parts of your lifestyle or I guess our lifestyles that you found play into that whole story health, not just nutrition, maybe not just exercise, but some of the other things that we sweep under the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not into the bed. Well, um, going back to you addressing the mint, mm-hmm. I do, I want, I want to talk about that. So, uh, I have had so many, uh, reports of uh, husbands like having these light bulbs go off as their wives learn about their body and why they feel the way they feel during, you know, certain parts of their overall hormonal cycle, that communication between husband and wife can save a marriage. Absolutely. It's, it's just coming to an understanding. So now it's not just this, um, stereotype, this stigma that kind of makes it feel bad and icky for women to be who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are biological answers. There are physiological answers or reasons. And when you can cater to what your body is going through and your family gets on board and everybody's communicating, it's not an excuse to be a mean person by any means, but it allows for understanding. And then, you know, okay, hey, mom needs more rest this week. So what can we do? How can the kids help out? How can the husband help out? Or, hey, mom's going to have a lot of energy this week. We're going to go and tackle and do all the fun things, you know, so there are so many things, um, and going back to the question that you just asked, what are the other things outside of nutrition and exercise that we can look at? Um, so stress management is huge for men and women. You know, stress is one of the major contributing factors to chronic disease and death for a reason. Um, and it ties back to hormones. You know, you've got elevated cortisol that's going to affect insulin. And we know that insulin resistance and diabetes is, uh, it's taking people's lives on a daily basis, um, whether it's through dementia or Alzheimer's. You know, Alzheimer's is now touted as type 3 diabetes because it's directly related to this brain sugar, like blood sugar. Um, and uh, so... Uh, Paying attention to how you mitigate stress physiologically. Are you taking some time to get your nervous system out of fight or flight? Um, our bodies still respond to stress as if we are living in primitive times, running from lions, tigers, or bears. But it's just an, an email that you don't want to open. Or maybe or it's a hundredth email. A hundred emails, yeah. Or it's a stressful job, a stressful marriage, just being a new parent or having a teenager. Um, so your body is responding to this physiologically. And when your body is stuck in fight or flight, it is going to be very hard to lose weight. It will absolutely impact fertility. Um, your ovarian function as a woman will suffer. So uh, what are we doing to mitigate? that stress and and that's one thing that we work intentionally with with clients is just some easy breezy techniques that have a huge impact on the way that your body buffers stress well i've been very open like one of the things i struggle with is margin time which i'm, I'm trying to do better about and that's actually if i say i had a resolution it would just be to provide that but that but that takes incredible amount you know we talk about 
discipline and self-discipline and sacrifice and all these things but typically when we talk about it in the wellness arena it's gritting your teeth and you know going all in and you know burning more calories and eating less and doing all this but you know what else it could it could be i mean we're you know we're supposed to have self self-discipline and sacrifice it can also mean having forcing yourself to have downtime forcing yourself to rest forcing yourself to say no to things yes forcing yourself to put your gear down a notch instead of going forward a notch mm-hmm. and so it's reimagining how to use those same personality traits that maybe have you know served you so well in the past for all your accolades but using those to also now care and serve for yourself in a better way mm-hmm. and it's addressing the fear of missing out and it's really being honest with yourself and your schedule that this is killing me. Mm-hmm. A pill's not going to fix it. My kids aren't going to be better for it running ragged. You know, working with women particularly, I know what it's like now having the two kids and not that one's not, and then those who don't, that you don't still have stress, but particularly those with children, you guys are going, we're going from six o'clock in the morning to sometimes seven and eight at night and you're not eating dinner or you're not having those things because you simply don't have time. Mm-hmm. I can't fix that for you as a dietitian. Right. Like I can't like I can't change that. And so a decision is going to have to be made for long-term health or, you know, and I know that's hard to do because women sacrifice, so we will sacrifice everything so the people in our lives can have an option, but I'd also argue with looking at your life right now and how busy and stressed you are and then looking at your precious kids, do you want that for them? Mhm. Do you think that they're going to figure out parenting differently if you don't show it to them? Probably not. And so it, those are big questions because you go, oh, I would never stop my kid from doing X, Y, and Z just so I could cook lasagna. Well, it's more than just lasagna. I mean, it's the, the backing off. It's the rest. It's yeah. the, yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, hard. Like it's hard. Or saying no to things that maybe not all things that glitter is gold. Yeah. I, I mean, we say or we hear um, people say all the time, I would die for my kids. What would you live for your kids? What would you do to live for your kids? One of the main big whys that women have when they come to me for help is I want to be able to see my kids grow up. And at this rate, I don't know if, if that'll happen. Um, I want to have the energy to spend quality time with my kids and not just be here shuffling them from event to event having to sit in the car because i'm so exhausted taking a nap i i have taken a nap at five o'clock at swim at the at the ymca my kids in there swimming and i lay back my whatever so i can catch a 30 minute nap and groggy and it's like you know and i'm right there in it i'm wrestling with the same you know sort yeah. of things it, it's, and it's a, like this is absurd it's a struggle in in and culture you know, we have this boss babe culture Never miss a Monday. Listen, be committed to your movement. Absolutely. But also be committed to your rest. And Mm -hmm. women, we need a little bit more rest. You know, men are on a 24-hour hormonal cycle. Okay? So they get all this brand new testosterone every night when they sleep. If they're sleeping, guys, you have to sleep. Okay? Um, But women, we're on a 28 to 32-day hormonal cycle. That's a big difference. That means we're going, you know, seven to 10 days, super low 
on estrogen and testosterone. Those are the hormones that support you getting up and going and boss babying it all day. So you have to honor that. Honor where you are. Give your body that rest so that you can recover. And like you said, this was a brilliant point, Rebecca, long-term health. We are not conditioned to look at the long-term for mm-hmm. anything. We are instant gratification, instant results. And I am so guilty of falling into that trap. Even to this day, I have to be super mindful of what am I doing to set myself up for the long term. Oh, absolutely. And it's so hard. And again, when I talk about when, when I use the terms like being disciplined or being, you know, um, having self-control, we, th- we usually think of those in terms of, you know, grit and going all in at full speed. But I think that it, we don't talk enough about what what strength it takes to be disciplined and controlled in honoring your rest when saying mm-hmm. no, knowing your limits mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, evaluating your overall um, life and seeing where 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 does it need true improvement? Um, one of the greatest things I've done lately is um, I did this uh, exercise where I listed out all of my goals, which was fine. And then I love good questions. And there was a question in it that said, okay, go back and look at all your goals in all these different sectors. And if you were to achieve every goal you had, how would your life improve? And it was the word improve. Mm. And it was like, holy guacamole. Like I have, not that my goals are bad. I've got very, I mean, you know, I have, I have um, admirable goals, but I was going to have to, like, none of them improved my life. Like, you know, they were all either work related or, you know, other personal sort of related uh, things that I'd like to accomplish, which would probably, if I was honest, put more strain, stress and whatever on my life to try to get them accomplished quickly. Mm-hmm. And my life wouldn't necessarily improve. So when you think about like what goals you have, how are they going to improve your life? You then have to ask yourself the question, well, where does my life need improving right and then that's a completely different conversation than just i want to complete the book or i want to sell more books or you know i want to expand x y and z yes that may give you more income or you know or whatever but will your life be improved and so i was so challenged um by that as i hope that you're challenged by my and allison's conversation today but it's not over we got a little bit more coming up next Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. I hope you're enjoying this conversation today with my friend, Allison Newey. Again, she's the founder of Whole Story Health. She's also the host of her podcast, The Landing Spot, which I love. And again, going back to the beginning, Allison, your story is just the beginning. And I feel like we're at the beginning of the year. Hopefully somebody's inspired by us. And now they're feeling like, okay, you you got me, but now I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know where to start. So how do you help like women? How how could they start? How could they start sort of breaking it all down, peeling back the onion, and putting themselves back together? 
Well, that, that kind of ties into what we just finished off with when you were talking about how will your goals improve your life. So when we hear the term goal, we think about the outcome. How will the outcome improve your life? Or I want to reach this this magical place, right? Um, but what we need to put 99.999% of our focus on is the process. Because when we focus solely on the outcome, if somebody comes to me and they want to lose 20 pounds, you know, I think back to what you told me when you were a guest on my podcast. Well, why? And you have to go deeper. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be really honest with yourself. Honesty. Um, I've thought about that so much since you and I recorded together. If, if you are not willing to start exploring what the daily process looks like to get to that outcome and what will happen when you reach that outcome, how will you feel? Why do you want that outcome? Um, then it may be time to go back to the drawing board when you're looking at what you want to do. Um, but falling in love with the process is what makes, what sets my super successful clients um, apart from those who are just looking for something to get them somewhere really quickly. Um, so what are some changes that you can make and, and, why do you want to make these changes? I often think about so many of my clients are moms and they say, I want to be a better example for my children. And when we were having the conversation a few minutes ago about going from one thing to the next to the next and just complete burnout, we're showing our children that that's what it takes to be successful. Right. Or be a good parent. Or Yeah. yeah to, to, be somebody, something in this world. And so they're going to, they're going to expect the same out of themselves and look, working hard, that is an absolute must, and it feels like a lost art. Yes, harder. exactly. Yes, yes. How can we work smarter? And, you know, when you listen to interviews of people on their deathbed, never did they say, I wish I would have spent more time at the office. It is almost always, I wish I would have made more time for my family. And when you look at these pockets of the world that have these super centenarians, these people that live over a hundred years blue old. Zones, yeah, the blue zones. Um, and they have studied the, these pockets of the world in detail. And of course, initially they thought, oh, it's what they ate. Um, or it's because they move a lot more, you know, they're more physical in their daily life. You know, what they've actually boiled it down to is community. They spend a lot more time with family and community and they rely on each other. We are so self-sufficient these we days. Think. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Yes. We think we are. And, um, so that's been huge for me. You know, I, I'm, um, in recovery for almost 12 years now and I thought for the longest time I needed to do everything on my own. I had a lot to prove to this world that I was worthy of being here because I was such a quote unquote waste of space for so long. That's how I felt about myself. And um, the Lord has really humbled me and showed me that I cannot do this without community um, and that I have to learn how to rely on people again. And so I think that's something to think about, too, when you're thinking about your goals for this year. Um, how can you get in community, whether to serve or to be served? It's OK. You're going to need both at some point in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And if they're looking for someone to walk through that with it, I know you've got a lot of um um, offerings to people with whole story health. So how can they get in touch with you, Allison? So I am on Instagram. It's at Allison health coach, Noe, 
Um, and also you are more than welcome to reach out to me via email. So that is whole story health at gmail.com. Um, shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and I would love to hop on a call and see if I'm the right person to help you. Um, oftentimes I'm not, but I'm well connected in this, in this field. And so I would love to be that person that helps connect you with the person that can best help you. Especially if you are a loved one half PCOS or some of those other things. I know that, um, you've walked that journey that can be a really frustrating one for Mm -hmm. a lot of women as they're trying to navigate what that looks like and still reaching their health and fitness goals so um yeah and then your podcast yeah so the landing spot podcast so that is found on apple um apple podcast and spotify apple podcast well this has been a blessing i love it i think uh going into a new year we all need to be uh, focused in the right directions and again my only hope was just to challenge you to think about it differently and as she mentions too, you know her whole story health there's more to it than just fixing what you eat or fixing how you move or whatever it's you got to stop and take all of it into account. Um, and your story is just the beginning because you never know where the next chapter's at. So I feel like we'll do this again, Allison. So I appreciate your time. But you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. You've got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.